And we are live. Sean Dizzle. Mikey Hizzle. What is up? In the flesh, bro. In the flesh. Yo, this is the first time we've ever recorded a podcast sitting next to each other. (laughs) (laughs) Keep your hands to yourself, bud. I can't promise anything. We are in my home studio. Uh, Nice. Look at that. Look at it. How cool is that? You're on top, I'm on bottom. (laughs) Just how it should be. Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. So it's been a hell of a weekend, dude. We, we it's have, been awesome. We have torn it up. Hell up. <laughs> we have tore each other up. We've had a blast. Hell yeah! So uh, we've had such a good blast that we didn't push out a recording. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. <clears throat> the the night before we leave Detroit. We're sitting here full of bourbon and vodka. Yeah. And ginger beers and whatever else. And yeah, we're just living life, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, we started this morning with, uh, or at least I started this morning with, um, what do you call those red things? Bloody Mary. Yeah. Bloody Marys. Yeah. That was awesome. I started the morning with two mules. Yeah. And then, on, dude, the whole mule scene for me, like, I'm 32. I guess I just can't do ginger beer the way I used to, man. Like, hmm. upset my stomach. We went out to, like, this bomb-ass fucking place where you can get some sushi. And I, like, yeah, got little burger sliders because I couldn't even hang. Yeah. You know, it's just the price you pay for getting older. Yeah, <laughs> that's it, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I was telling this guy at uh, B-Dubs one day, I'm like, uh, he was like, oh, dude, I'm about to turn 30. I'm dreading it. I don't know what to know what to expect. And I said, well, he's a black guy with a beard and skinny guy, whatever. <laughs> I looked at him and said, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing to expect. Heartburn. For <laughs> <laughs> <The> shout. <laughs> so it's get coming. some Tums, some Prilosec TC, PC. Prilosec. TC. TC. Whatever. I say, get some Tums, bro. You're going to need it. For sure, man. Like, living it right now. Bro, you're going to need it. Heartburn is real. And uh, I got it when I turned 30. That was my my birthday present to myself, I guess. Happy birthday. (laughs) Yeah. Now Uh, you're fucking old. Six years ago. You can't go hard and wake no. up in the morning and go to work at 7 in the morning. No, no. Dude, my drink of choice these days, which you've experienced since I've been here, is vodka with water and then a spritz of, like, for me, it's the Kroger brand flavor. Like, I don't know what you call them, but, you know, like, the kiwi flavor thing. People put them in their bottle of water so they don't feel like they're drinking water. It's basically, like, flavor and sugar. And yeah. uh, I've said on here before, like, Brooke's been on me about drinking soda so much. So, like, I've almost <clears throat> I've almost cut out soda completely. Yeah. And now I drink vodka water with flavor in it. And, dude, having those fucking, like, meals this morning really put it into perspective for me. Because yeah. it's like, yeah, bitch, you can't hang. Yeah. That ginger beer is going to fuck you up. And it did. Uh, and I paid for it. And now I'm back to vodka water with, you know, spritzy stuff in it. But whatever. Fuck everyone. I'm 32. <laughs> I love it. Fuck it. Yeah. So I had a sip and it 
it wasn't bad. That's what she said. It wasn't good, but that's, it wasn't bad. <laughs> that's hopefully not what she said. <laughs> she was a six. So <laughs> uh, it was, yeah, it's different. For me, like, I don't mind having vodka with, well, first of all, I used to just shoot vodka. That was my, my shooting. Yeah. People take shots time. and then they go back to the regular drink. I get it. Yeah. So, but now, um, if I'm going to do vodka, it's got to be with some LaCroix, which. Well, recently we found out there's an article going around that LaCroix has, what is it? Um, Road spray. Yeah, but there's a. Uh, Arsenic. Pesticide in it. Pesticide. That's what it is. Roach pesticide. <laughs> yeah. Here's my rebuttal. Mm-hmm. We all know Coca Cola, like, is a rust remover essentially. Like, right. it's not good for you, and yet it's America's favorite drink. Arguably, it's mine. I fucking love some Coke, and you know what? My vice right now is cherry Coke. Love it. Why did you put your your nose to the mic to sniff in it? Because you said Coke. Oh, so I got that. I I mean I get that now. But hey yo, but yeah, anyway, you know, smoking kills. Fucking everything kills you. So yeah. whatever. I'm not. I'm not that scared with Lacroix. I'm gonna keep drinking it. You're drinking it right now. So kind of. Well, I'm drinking ginger beer. You just had Lacroix. There's. I'm looking at it. It's I haven't lot, opened it yet. Key bro. lime Lacroix. I haven't opened it yet. Well, the vodka tells me it's open. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> it's going to be a fun podcast, it's folks. Be super fun. If you're trying to get something out of this podcast, good luck. Maybe just skip it. I don't know. Well, hopefully we're entertaining. So, speaking of entertainment, this is actually episode twenty-two. Technically, technically, episode twenty-two. Episode 21, we made an effort to... It was horrible. <laughs> we, <laughs> we were both in a very, very bad mood. Just, and uh, we weren't mad at each other. We were mad at life and decided to uh, do an episode where we just wanted to laugh. Yeah, and crack jokes and be yeah. douchebags, whatever. Yeah, and so we're cracking jokes. I exposed my lifelong dream to be a comedian and uh and i cracked a few jokes that bombed because i was way half in the way into the bag and uh <laughs> couldn't formulate sentences properly and all of that stuff so some of it was funny some of it was funny most of it was not and uh <laughs> sean you were very kind <laughs> uh, but we decided not to post the episode because uh, uh. It was probably the most vulgar episode we've ever done. Def- I mean, yeah. It, not just in the vulgarity that we Americans consume, but just dirty and raunchy. and You know, it was probably one of the most real ones as well. But it was just raw and uncensored and uncut and just whatever happened, happened, you know? That was fun. But honestly, I feel like there was no real theme. There was no real point. It's not like you listen and you got something out of it. No. Other than just, if you like raunchy comedy and horrible comedy, then maybe you think it's funny. So, yeah. holding off on that one. Holding off on that one, but if you really want to listen to it, shoot us an email. <laughs> <laughs> we'll hook you up. <laughs> at unchurchedpodcast.wordpress.com. Drop us an email. We'll send it to you. It was uh, it, it was quite excellent. Uh, it was funny to me. Oh yeah, we. I mean, we enjoyed ourselves. So it was way over the top, and no one should ever listen to that podcast. It was terrible. Yeah. Spe- on the theme of just explicit, like, uh, stuff. We were just talking. So we we just got back from the cigar bar not that long ago. And, um, so at the cigar bar, we met a friend, our friend, Ben, who will at some point get on the podcast. Cause he's got an amazing story that a lot of people should hear. Um, <clears throat> it's inspiring. It's awesome. We love you, Ben. For sure. 
muchas gracias. Um, but anyway, we were talking, and I was like, yo, have you heard Eminem's, you know, new album that just dropped, like, not that long ago, Kamikaze, it's dope as shit, like, it's crazy. he just goes hard, man, like, hard. And he's like, yeah, dude, like, you know, we all agreed, probably one of the best albums he's put out, if not the best. The very best. That's my opinion, but I'm sticking Whoa. to it. Well, <clears throat> our, uh... Our waiter, if you will, um, overheard us and was like, yo, that shit he did against fucking Machine Kelly was insane. And I'm like, what? Well, we got home. I researched it. And damn, if it's not insane, dude. Like crazy. Imminent. So Machine Kelly, if you don't know, maybe you do, but whatever. Like, totally came against Eminem, was dissing him, like, hardcore for four minutes. Eminem's rebuttal was like, you're a little bitch. <laughs> Fuck you. I would rather uh, be me at 80 than you at 20. Like, yeah. super hardcore awesome. Yeah. Totally spanked his ass. And, like, dude, I love it. I just fucking love it. And he was like, you're welcome. Yeah. I made you famous. I made you famous for your fucking clickbait. Like, damn. Just so I can destroy you. Yeah. My biggest flops awesome. are your greatest hits. Yeah. Eminem is arguably one of the greatest rappers of all time. My favorite of all time. Anyway. Back in the day, my dad had Kumo D. I don't even know who that is. Shit. I'm white, so. Kumo D, I go to work. Kumo D has rap battles against uh, LL Cool J because everybody, you know, getting warmer. Everybody thinks of LL Cool J as being this guy who's who's like the love doctor who who um basically woos all the women and and he does all the love songs. Uh, wow. But he started off as a rapper rapping against Kumo D right. and Kumo D just buried him. Damn. And. I guarantee you I can find it on YouTube, and I'm going to do it. I, I'll play you some Kumo D. His diss tracks against LL Cool J. And, uh... <laughs> Jesus, man. I'm full of it, dude. Holy I'm done. Crap. That fucking ginger beer, it's coming back. <laughs> Good Lord. My point is that I love rap battles. I love it when two guys are going at it. And they could be best of friends in secret. Yeah, yeah. You know? Going to each other's kids' Bad mitzvahs or some sure. shit like that, right? But sitting around talking about, yo, you see how many views you got? Yeah, dude, you see how many views I got? Yeah, it's awesome, right? Fist bump. Right, exactly. But the <laughs> fact, but on the microphone when they're going against each other, man, Cut to be through. able to be so, I just consider them to be lyrical geniuses. They're just. Agreed. I, I mean, forget trying to cut somebody with a literal knife or shoot them with a gun. To be able to just cut somebody down verbally it's quite satisfying well dude rap in general to me is a form of poetry that is just brilliant it is. amazing and super artistic yeah. and i wish i had the ability yeah or maybe i don't but either way like i just i can appreciate like rap for what it is not the new age shit where everyone's out of tune and like uh pussy uh market uh come in <clears throat> get it like no that's stupid yeah but like when you can spit your shit and it's like oh my fucking god yeah you just blew my mind with what yeah. you said and how you said it yeah. you made me like think differently yeah. you made me question what you're saying yeah. you like affected me yeah like dude that is real poetry and yeah. i appreciate the shit out of it yeah see that creativity it goes such a long way to have words that impact you it's like, I, I, I would put it, like, everybody remembers I Have a Dream, mm -hmm. right? With Eminem, okay. with Eminem, everybody remembers you only get one shot. Do, Do not, not miss your chance to, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. This opportunity comes once in a lifetime. You better get up and get it, right? Yep. When, it, when I was at my healthiest, working out four days out of the week, 40 years ago. It was a long time ago. <laughs> God help me. 
But when I was at my healthiest and I'm getting up there, getting ready to squat 225, I had Eminem in my ears. Dude, getting pumped. Dude, I was like. Getting psyched. Vomit on my, vomit on my sweater <laughs> yeah. already. Mom's Mama spaghetti. spaghetti. Uh. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah, let's get it. 225, this ain't nothing. Fuck everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And then you. Yeah. And then I got fat. and then and then i fell in love with founders all day ipa and Mm. dirty bastard Mm, mm, and mm. and all of that shit too hearted up in this mug bells but i swear just the 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 passion behind their voice and the heart in which they deliver uh the message it's it's just so satisfying gratifying it's 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 influential it's invigorating it's like boom let's get it well and everyone in separate ways but still everyone can on some level relate you know what i'm saying like we've all been pissed off we've all been fucked over we've all been dissed we've all been told we're pieces of shit we've all been bullied like yeah you know and to have someone rise up in fame in a lyrical, poetical, musical, artistic way, it just, it grabs you and you have to listen. And the way that they spit their rhymes and their art, you almost have to listen to it several times to really get the full, like, experience. Um, Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. And it's just like, oh my God, you know? I know. I love it. You know, Eminem's I, not dead. That's all I'm saying. No, and he's he not very dumb. much alive. Very much so. And if you listen to his new album, he's coming after everybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, which I can appreciate though, because like I, one of the most traumatic things in my childhood, we were living in Panama at the time. I believe it was city, country. Just clarify on an army based. Um. And I remember, I, at least I think it was Panama. It might have been Georgia. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I was little as hell. And these kids, the other kids that were on the base, they, uh, you know, those couple kids that were big kids. And one day I was getting bullied. And I remember one of the kids pushing me down and picking me up by my feet. And then slapping the bottom of my feet saying, Where's the Heinz ketchup? Damn. I know, right? This is dark, right? That is. <laughs> it's also kind of fucked up poetry. It, it, but it is. <laughs> I mean, that's and, that, so and that's clever. my point. So, so, like, so, so now I'm not the toughest guy in the world, but I can hold my own. Sure. Right? Like, I, I can hold my own. Like, I can box, I can fight, I can kick, I can punch, I can bite like Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. I can get it done if I need to get it done. And if all that fails, I get a 12 gauge and a, <laughs> you know, and a Ruger. knife. It's going to see all yeah, I, I mean, I, I've got what it takes, right? So for me now, after experiences like that and, you know, having the family that I have, I grew up in a place where uh, masculinity was fostered, you know, right. and where aggression was or a passion can be turned into aggression or love at the drop of a hat. Sure. And you learn how to channel those emotions into things that are uh, conducive or things that are healthy, or you can channel that, that same emotion and fire into something that's going to destroy. But either way, the person that has experienced the pain has the ability to turn it into something beautiful or something evil. Right. You know, I, I choose to love, obviously. And I'm yeah, a passionate do. lover, baby. I, 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 you know, I, I choose to love. But a guy like Eminem, he's taking his pain. And he's like, you know what? Fuck the world. Don't ask me for shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I can appreciate that. I can appreciate you taking your pain and making something out of it. And not just sitting and stewing. Mm-hmm. That's the way I look at Eminem. That's the way I look at Lil Wayne. Yeah. That's my other favorite rapper. I mean, a lot of his lyrics 
man, I, I'll go away two days later still scratching my head. Like, how the hell did he come up with that? You know? For sure. It's a beautiful thing, man. Nobody yeah. has to be stuck in where they are. Everybody can take what they what they've been given, or like the old saying goes, "Take the lim- take the lemons and make lemonade." Yep. But that's a choice, you know. It is a choice. That's a choice. I mean, I'm still in some shit personally, where it's like you know, things are happening, and <clears throat> I don't know. It's like you know, I kind of have a decision where it's like. This is how I want to react. And honestly, I deserve to be able to react that way. But like, I'm also mature. I'm also, you know, I got a head on my shoulders and I, I can not see the future, but I know, okay, if I act this way, it's just going to continue sure. until something very bad happens. <laughs> yeah. Or I can just take the blow and I can vent to friends or family or go beat a tree with a bat or, you know, go shooting at a range or, you know, do whatever the fuck I need to do to just mm-hmm. be done with it. And then, you know, figure out how, how to, I don't know, correctly continue life as a mature adult, you know? Yeah. You're right, though. It all boils down to choices uh, at the end of the day. Nice. Unfortunately, I don't have Eminem's talent or else I'd be spitting some fucking shit (laughs) and going hard against any motherfucker that's coming against me. But you know what? I think that everybody has it in them to make something beautiful. Yeah. You know, I I remember in high school, uh, my, my sophomore year of high school, I had a creative writing class. And... Everybody was tasked with uh, a picture and taking a picture of something. Let's say a rose. Oh, Jesus, man. I had to move away from the mic for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm full of it, dude. Ginger beer. Taking, take like a picture of a rose and turn it into creative writing. Mm-hmm. And, just, and you just start from the top. Go to the bottom or start from the bottom and go to the top. Uh, like she said. <laughs> and maybe do a little bit of circle. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, I remember writing. I remember being tasked with writing and being forced to think outside of the box. You know, the thorns, they prick you, they hurt, much like life does, right? Shit happens. Uh, you know, you, you get a broken foot, but you still love to run. And it pains you to, to, to go through the process of healing. But eventually you get there. It might take a little bit longer than what other people might might go through. But your healing process is yours. And so though you might have to go through several thorns to get to the beauty of the petals, you have to go through that process in order to experience I'm telling you, dude, listen, man. I'm telling you, it doesn't take it doesn't take rocket science to start somewhere and then just try. Yeah, I'm a firm believer of that. You can do anything that you want to do. The fact is, is that everybody that does anything had to learn from somebody. And it just takes the to me in my mind. It all boils down to the will. Mm-hmm. Always, it boils down to the will. So, like we were talking earlier tonight, I'm a fat bastard. I know I'm a fat bastard. I want to run. I do. But every single time that I run, I get shin splits. Well, it's because I'm running improperly. Yep. So, everybody I talk to that run, like Ben, Sober October, he's doing five miles a day. That dude's a badass. Hell yeah. Right? He's a badass. So homeboy is running five miles a day, and he's worked himself up to that. And what he had to say tonight was brilliant. He said, look, yeah, it hurts, and you're going to be sore, but instead of your first day of running doing a 5K, you take your time, and you run a block, and then walk the next block. Then you run a block, and you run the next, and you walk the next block. 
or you run the next two blocks and then walk the next one. And you take your time and you build that endurance. You go through the pain. But the end goal is that desire to be a runner. And so you do what you got to do. You press through it. You make it happen. And you tell your body, your brain has to tell your body that the brain is in charge. The yeah. body is the bitch and the brain is the, is the, is the boss. Yeah. And you know, like, and I'm a victim of this because I struggle with it, but like, it's almost like in this day and age in America, America. America. We don't like the process of anything because everything is so fast. Technology, yeah. fast food, you know, fucking Amazon, grocery shopping. You can all I can just go online, click some shit, it charges my card and then it's delivered a few hours later. Yeah. I can I can shop online at Walmart, go yeah. go to the pickup center and they come and bring it out to me. Like we don't like waiting and we don't like the process and i'm a victim of that however some of that is detrimental because like the process is part of life and like you miss certain nuggets and certain things and aspects of life when you don't go through process like you know ev- like i mean even in the bible there's a season for this there's a season for that there's you know you got to plant. Preach, preach, ah. Then the sun has to do its shit, and you got to water, and you got to keep the bugs away, and then it's got to grow, and then you got to harvest. You know, like, there's a process, but, like, I feel like we're, we've gradually got away from the process of things, and I feel like it's detrimental to us because now everything's just so convenient and so fast, 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 fast. What's the next thing? This happened 20 minutes ago. It's already old news. That happened two days ago. No one's fucking thinking about it. Fuck what happened 20 years ago. Who gives a shit, you know? And it's like, you know, some stuff, uh, honestly, a lot of things take time. And we're not in an age where we want to take time. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, you know, time is our most valuable asset. And we don't want to waste it, which I get. Right. It's not a bad thing, but there, uh, you know, with everything, there needs to be a balance. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. But again, I think it all boils down to the will. So, yeah, it's going to take time. Time is your most valuable asset. And the fact is, is that it's valuable because you can never get anything back. Right. Once it's gone, it's spent. It's yeah. not money that you're earning. And uh, you can't get any more than what you're allotted. Yep. Once it's gone, it's gone, right? Similar to the crop analogy. If you plant your crop and you're in a drought and yeah. you lose your crop, you can't just replant. The season's no. gone. You yeah. got to wait till the next season. Yeah. And, that and that might be gone. two seasons away. Sure. So like, and that sucks. It does. You know? It does. But, but that it- doesn't mean that like, you know, life can't go on and, you know, fucking shit's over and hang it up. Might as well kill yourself or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you just redirect yourself, I think. So when you hit those roadblocks and you just can't uh, seem to break through, you got to redirect yourself or redirect your thinking at the very least. Uh, we, we are our own worst enemies. Well, yeah, because that's hard at the time. It is. It's hard. Exactly. You just said it. And if you don't have friends or. But you gotta have friends. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. If you ain't got someone in your life who can spit some like truth to you. Yeah. And you're not strong enough to be like, hey, this is what I should do. You can get caught up in the game. You can get caught up in the lack of the process, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And you can be like. Oh man, this sucks. It's all over. I don't know what I'm going to do. And then you get caught up in the victim mentality. And the victim mentality is running fucking rampant in our generation. And the generation after us, and hopefully not, 
but probably <laughs> the generation after that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. even going back to the whole Eminem and um, Machine, what is it, Machine Kelly? Machine Kelly, yeah. Like, here's this fucking white dude tatted up, skinny as shit, auto-tuning his shit, can't rap for hardly anything. I mean, sure, he's got a little bit of talent, but you're coming against, like, arguably one of all-time best rappers ever. Yeah. And you're trying to be like, fuck you, asshole. Nah, man, you got to respect, like, the shit that he's done. Yeah. You know, and you can't be a victim and be like, oh, I can't make money with a microphone like you did. So I'm going to come at you and say all this shit and do it in a way less poetic, artistic, more respectful way. And it's like, nah, bitch, like you sound stupid. Like there's this big picture that you aren't seeing, but you're playing the fucking victim. Because you think that you're entitled because you do have a talent. I'll yeah. give him that. He's got a talent. Sure. I I don't denounce that. I respect that. But, like, you know, you can't call gold silver. I like that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, bitch, you're silver trying to be gold. You can't, yeah. like, the silver coin can't say to the gold coin, oh, you have everything but I'm just like you. No, you're not like gold is gold. (laughs) Yeah. Why are you even matter? Like, what is it even like? What's your, like, why are you trying to be something you're not, I guess, essentially. Mm -hmm. And then you're playing the victim. I feel like, because it's like, you're not even, you don't have it in you to respect or to have the knowledge as a fucking human being or a man in this case, not that women can't do the same, but Sexist I'm comparing monster. two men because that's the situation. Yeah. <clears throat> you don't have the respect to give to someone else to even honor them. Mm-hmm. Like, he paved the fucking way so that you could rap as a white dude. Mm-hmm. You don't even have respect for that. You're coming at him or trying to. Yeah. And it's just like, it's like the Occupy everywhere thing (laughs) occupy boston occupy new york here we go occupy fucking cincinnati whatever you want to do you want to sit on a grassy knoll and say that everything should be given to me fuck the man Ooh, okay bitch go get a fucking job like the rest of the goddamn fucking country and make something that's what america is you fucking work and then you get like you work with what you have and if it sucks it fucking sucks i don't know what to tell you And if it's awesome, it's fucking awesome. You know what? That's the way the fucking world works. No one gave me my shit. I had to work for it. Mm -hmm. I don't care who says what they want to fucking say about it. I work for my money. I do what I do to have what I have. That's it. Like, I'm, I'm so over privileged fucking little bitches who've never actually done shit. (laughs) For anything that they feel like they deserve. Yeah. Like, you need to respect hard work and talent. And you need to respect the fact that they've done something. And if you want what they have, go fucking do something. But if you're shitty, that doesn't mean you deserve what they have just because you put in the same amount of work. In other words, we love him and him. 100%. pardon this brief interruption but i wanted to take a second just to tell you how much we love you and we hope that you will show us some love back how you gonna do that listen all you gotta do is wherever you're listening to this podcast go ahead subscribe if you haven't already and you know that's only if you like what we're doing and you like the conversation and you know what I'm saying? Uh, on top of that, you can also hit some like buttons, give us some comments. We'd really love to hear from you guys uh, and gals. Um, and let us know what you think. Good, bad, ugly, beautiful. <laughs> let us know. Also, if you are a SoundCloud listener, 
Um, you probably already know this, but all you got to do is comment right on the track and we can see your thoughts immediately and then respond or not respond. I don't know what we're going to do. We're probably going to get involved though, because that's what we want to do up in this mug. Plus, if you do give us a little shout out or a comment, we are going to try our darndest to talk about it on uh, the next podcast. So it's kind of a cool way to get involved and uh, to hear yourself be talked about by us. <laughs> so thanks again for listening and we hope to hear from you. And you know what? You live so fucking close to eight mile. Oh God. Could you imagine if Eminem got up on this podcast? We would blow the fuck out of this shit. Well, first of all, he doesn't live in, on Eight Mile anymore. I think. No, he does. He does. I, if I'm not mistaken, his house was in West Bloomfield. Nope, you're wrong. Eight Mile <laughs> in a trailer park. I'm saying after he made it big. No, he's still in the he, trailer. He bought a house in West Bloomfield, which is outside of Detroit by like a shit tw- ton, twenty something <laughs> miles. Uh, in one of the richest neighborhood in Metro Detroit, dude, good uh, for him. As point, he should. Point there: if yeah. you have the means, why are you not going to use the means? Obviously, everyone yeah. wants to be better than themselves. That's why Trump wants to build a fucking wall, is because <laughs> all the people who don't have anything want to come here and make something. Jesus. Well, let me just say that if you can follow this podcast, you are the most sober person in the world or you're super fucking drunk (laughs) (laughs) there's no in between no uh yeah god bless our president um the god bless the role of the president (laughs) (laughs) okay so uh but anyway yeah so i i agree with you uh, with uh, with what your small rant you just had there, the thing is, is that I got real. No, Hate me. I, I want I wanted to to double back. Um, I think that homeboy machine gun, no machine, uh, Kelly. First of all, that name is stupid. Machine gun Kelly. Oh, I, I was right. Machine gun. Yeah, you were. Uh, so machine gun Kelly. Uh, it was very very. Uh, he's an idiot. First of all, but how you gonna name yourself after a damn gun and have a man bun? One listening Auto-tune. to his track, I thought that it was well thought out. It was very precise. I'll give him that. <clears throat> that he exercised quite a bit of skill and sort of and 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 putting together his thought process. I thought okay, the writing, the writing on it. Thank you. Very concise. The writing was was great, but was good. I wouldn't say great. Okay, it was good. The only thing in his defense that I would say is that he is probably one of the smartest businessmen out there in his rap game, and that in order to get more so in his marketing game, because I know where he's going. His marketing game. Using my name for TikTok. I don't think. I don't believe that he has anything at all against Eminem. I don't believe that he doesn't like him or that he's jealous uh, jealous of him. Uh. Jesus. <laughs> we're, okay, so we're in my small <laughs> office slash studio. It's not very big at all. It's it's probably about eight by six. This no eight by eight. Yeah, it's, it's about it's eight by square. eight. It's a square. It's eight by eight. And it's concrete walls because it's the room that's below my patio, concrete patio. It's got one window in it. His burps, <laughs> these belches are huge. And I, I promise you the audio isn't doing it justice. This shit is bouncing off the walls. There's okay? an echo. There's a slight eh, echo. Yeah. So the point that I'm getting to is that Machine Gun Kelly did that very wisely, attacking the biggest name on the scene so that he can get some recognition. Piggyback. 
He piggybacked. He fucking went on coattails. Eminem was the one who said, hey, look, um, he says, uh, God, what, how did he put it in that song? He he's said, like, <clears throat> he's, uh, he basically says lyrically, and I don't want to quote him because if you're interested, go find his no, shit. No, 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 stop right there. I, that's not what I'm saying. I'm going back. Oh. He's, he, uh, in one of his songs, he says, to use black music so selfishly to make myself get rich, richly or something like that. He, he, was, he compared himself to Elvis in that he used black music so selfishly to make himself wealthy. I can't remember exactly how he said it in the in the song. Yeah, I can either. But yeah, booze brain. I know what you're saying. You know what I'm saying though. Like he he came out and said, "Look, I know I'm a white dude trying to rap, and this game is predominantly black." But he says, "Look, I'm doing this selfishly, just like Elvis did, because Elvis came out and he was like." Uh, amazing grace yeah, like, like he straight up man just came in like look I love you white people but I want them black people as well because I know boom you know I'm, I'm gonna get to, rich I'm trying to be famous yeah I'm trying to be famous man I'm trying to have a life I'm trying to have a life <clears throat> um, and I think Machine Gun Kelly is looking at the whole history like yeah I want that too and so let me come after Eminem and maybe I can do something and, and and the fact is, is that he's not doing anything, you know, worse than anybody else has done. You know, I, I was at work the other day, last week, and and they were like, "Hey, uh, what's her name? Mary Barra's coming in, CEO of General Motors. She's coming in. She's making this announcement." And I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So what? <laughs> Who cares? You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. oh, what? she's not going to come shake my hand and say, hey, how are you? What are you doing? For you're doing day? a great job, Michael. Oh, yeah. <sighs> who cares? Doesn't even fucking know who you are. And not a clue. And I don't know who she is either. Sure. But the fact is that there are people that will make it a point to say, oh, my God, I got to go up and shake her hand and, and kiss her ring and buff her shoes. Do whatever I got to do in order to. Yeah. You know, be seen and be heard. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people out there that that do that, and I think it's just rooted in their own selfishness, like you were saying. You know, well, we're all attracted to power, and we're all attracted to fame <clears throat> on different levels, albeit, but that's a reality. You know, everyone wants to be known for something, and if you're not known for something, then it's about, well, what can I get? Sure. You know, and then it comes up because here's the root of it. Can we can we go a little deep here? Yeah, how deep you want to get? Satisfyingly deep. Boom. There we go. You're going to have to help me, but we're all selfish. Okay. Yeah. That's at the core of every single fucking person ever. Yeah. That's why Adam and Eve ate of the fruit that we shouldn't have. Because we wanted what we were told we couldn't have. Yeah. Because we wanted to know. It's all. It's about we. It's about me. It's about I. Mm-hmm. Right. So, the fact that like, well, did you know that Mary came to shook my hand? What does that say about you? You're telling me that you're still making yourself much of because you think. That this famous person came to you, now you're special. When the special person don't give a fuck about you, shouldn't even know your name. Yeah. But that's not the point. The point is, you're telling the story because you're thinking, oh my god, this person that's high up in this thing knows me now, and I can get something out of it. Whether it's fame, whether it's promotion, whether it's whatever the case is. I mean, that's why we all go and see bands, isn't it? We want to be up front. We want to touch them. We want them to sign our titties or sign our fucking butts or whatever. Like, yeah. oh my God, I'm never. W- <laughs> oh my God, 
Blake Shelton touch my hand, and I'm not washing it ever again. Like, it's super juvenile, but, like, that's the core of us. Yeah. We're super immature, and we're super yeah. selfish. Yeah. And that doesn't change the older you get. Mm-hmm. If I don't like Trump, okay? And I don't care to say it. Mm-hmm. Didn't vote for him. Fuck it. Don't care. Whatever. We're, at, we're in the position we're at. Life goes on, doesn't really affect me anyway, but we're not going to get into that on certain levels does, but whatever. The whole point is if he came to my house, I would definitely be like, yo, (laughs) Trump came to my fucking house and he ate my food and he touched my hand. Like, that's cool. And I don't even like the guy. I think he's an asshole. I think he's an arrogant prick and I don't even understand how he became to become president. But if he came to my motherfucking house... I would tell everyone I know and I'd fucking snap it and I would tweet it and it would be the biggest thing that happened in my life just because I know there are millions of people that look up to this guy, whether they like him or hate him. Mm -hmm. And I would be hard pressed in the reality of like reality. That's me talking after several drinks, but like in the flesh, Mm-hmm. Everyone would do the same exact fucking thing, whether you're a supporter or not. You feel me? I do. And it's just because we're all selfish. And I hope that makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense to me. I've had just as much as you had, though. Uh, wow. Yeah. I mean, if you look at, you know, even just the beginning of everything, right? Lucifer fell because of his own selfishness right he wanted to be just like god and have all of the praise and worship that went to god lucifer wanted it for himself and um and despite the amount of power and authority that he was given right he was the head of all the angels of, of worship right he was like the lead worshiper in heaven um all the angels followed him in worship of God. Um, but he saw the adoration that God was getting, and he wanted it for himself. That selfishness, that pride, is what caused him to, to be ultimately cast out of heaven. Right? And then you yep. have, uh, he's cast down to earth, and the uh, story then begins with mankind with Adam and Eve. What scripture tells us is that uh, Eve was easily enticed by Satan. He was called Satan at that point as he was cast down. He was called Satan. And uh, the temptation that he put before her was simply, hey, you can be like God, knowing good from evil, being able to discern, to be able to understand the depths of what is good and what is evil, that why evil happens, why good happens, to be like God. Yep. That was the temptation. The temptation wasn't the fruit. No. Most people think and they sell it. If you were to watch it on Discovery Channel or something, they would say that she was tempted with the fruit. Mm -hmm. She wasn't tempted with the fruit. According to Scripture, she was actually tempted with being like God, knowing and understanding the difference between good and evil. And I believe knowing all is the connotation there. It is. Because God knows all. Yep. And so the fact is, is that it was her selfishness. If you want to be like God, all you got to do is eat this. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it was a fucking apple, yep. a banana. Yeah, a dildo, a can, <laughs> a monkey butt. Hey, if he was able to produce a dildo back then, hmm. so the and then Adam stepping in like, hey, what the hell are you doing? You're not supposed to be eating of this. But it looks good. Let me get some. <laughs> <laughs> in the end, it turned out to be the same thing, right? Hey, look, I'm going to eat this, and this I'm going to be like God. I'm going to know good and evil i'll be able to discern the difference between the two in that i understand the origins of it i understand why it exists i understand the deeper meaning 
behind good and evil. It wasn't just, okay, shooting my neighbor is bad, cooking them a pie is good. It yeah. wasn't that. It was understanding the root of it all. Mostly because it didn't have neighbors then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Too, I, I touche. Touche. But it's, it's a very self thing. It's a very self filled thing to say, you know what? This person, God, is all powerful, all knowing. Therefore, that gives him significance. Okay? I am being offered an opportunity to have that exact same significance. And therefore, I will disobey his law in order to attain mm-hmm. that same significance. Yeah. That is the root of selfishness. That is selfishness. That is self focus. That is a pride and an ego that the only way you can understand it is to eat of that fruit and to discern it. Everyone has it, though. And it's that same sin that has been passed down from generation to generation. We all have that same self-focus. And that is satisfyingly deep. It was. It is. But the fact is, is that God knows all. I don't. And you know what? I'm good with that. I think the Christian response should be, yeah, you know what? I don't need to, to fuck you over in order to get good, in order to get to where I need to be. The Christian response should be that uh, the, the best way to be anything is to be nothing. The best way to, to uh, have the fullness of God within us is to realize that we have nothing and that yeah. we are nothing. And that without him, without accepting him, and without uh, taking the time to build relationship with God, we will never, ever be able to attain his level of godness, his goodness, his grace, his mercy, his his love for, for all. You'll never be able to get it of yourself. You have to pull from a well that is outside of yourself in order to have that satisfaction. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. We have a God that has everything, that knows everything, that has has he sees the end he sees the end of everything from the beginning. And to be partakers of that loveliness of who God is, all he says is, Hey, all you gotta do is just believe in me. And I'll show you. I will show you the world. glimmerly sparkly and whatever the song is a whole new world (laughs) don't you dare close your eyes Ah. i feel you man and i agree and uh you know and it's something i deal with i struggle with we all not even struggle it's just something i i am i am it's just it's in us you know, and uh, yeah. shit, I don't even know. Well, the only the only answer to pride is humility, right? That's the opposite. They are the antithesis of one another. Yeah, but that's o- fucking hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Seriously, who wants to be fucking humble? Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa. Don't buy it. She did not want to be humble. No, because you know what I'm saying. Hu- humility isn't the goal. Attaining God is the goal. Yeah, humility is our avenue. Mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the The goal can't be the goal can't be let me be the lowest so that I can be the highest. Yeah, because that's that's humility. Mm-hmm. That cannot be the goal. The goal is, let me have within me the fullness of God. The avenue to that is humility. I mean, it even goes back to, like, Paul saying, like, or was it Jesus? I don't know at this point. But just, like, just say the Bible, that's the, safe. The least of these, 
Or no, the greatest of these is that a man would lay down his life for his friend. <laughs> right? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, correct me. What's the fucking saying? It says the greatest, the greatest of these will be the servant of all. And that was a lesson of humility. All right. Well, we're talking about two different scriptures. Well, the, the I'm other, talking about. Well, you combine two scriptures. The second scripture that you said. That's what I do. The second, <laughs> the second half. I'm the fast food of the Bible. <laughs> the second half is, is that if, if you were to, to be considered my disciple, mm-hmm. you'd have loved one another, right? And, and <laughs> that greatest example of love is <laughs> to lay down your life for your, for your friends. Yes. All right, just two, just it was two separate passages. I guess my point is like, but you combining the who two. Who wants to leave? Like lay the. Who wants to sacrifice themselves for someone else ever? Only a friend. But that was Jesus's point. You're absolutely right. Nobody would do that but me. Like, what greater what was, humbleness yeah, is there? That was his point. Even for my wife. Yeah. That would be not hard. I would do it in a heartbeat. If someone was going to shoot me or my wife or shoot my wife, I would step in front of the bullet. If you were fast enough. Hands down. Yeah, I mean, obviously if I could, this is hypothetical. Sure. Because people don't just run around killing husbands and wives. But, like, the point is, like. jumping in front of bullets. I would obviously lay my life down for my wife. Yes. And then, secondly, I would hopefully lay down my (laughs) life for my friend. But. Like, the core of that is, like, I care more about something else other than myself. Yes. In order to save said person. Or, you know what I'm saying? I do. And, like, that is, I I feel like, like, that is such a powerful thing that we overlook and we don't think about because we're all fucking selfish. And I'm fucking selfish. Well, it's the definition of love. That's my point. Sacrifice. Once again, you say things <laughs> better for me than I can. <laughs> it's, it's the definition of love to be able to sacrifice. To be able to give up value for someone else. Mm-hmm. That is love. I give up value. I release value to you. That's what love is. I give up that which is valuable to me for you if it's not a value then it's not love Uh, jesus boy oh boy these belches are a lot louder in person bro (laughs) (laughs) love love (laughs) love gives up value for another person it gives up you know whatever but in 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 paul's definition of what love is when he was talking to the Corinthian church, yep. he said it's, it's not self-serving. That exactly. was one of the things that he said yeah. in defining what love was. So, you know, Jesus' point was, yeah, no greater love has no man than this, that a man should lay down his life for his friends. That's actually what the scripture says. That's the one I was meaning to talk about. Gotcha. So, so, <laughs> so now that we spent four minutes to get there. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, the, the, the only cure for selfishness is love. I think that's the bottom yeah. line. Yep. You know, I, I, I think the homeboy machine gun Kelly, the most manly first name and the girliest last name. <laughs> Man bun. Man bun. With big ass fucking long earrings. <laughs> you know, his, 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 he probably would have gone further or had a better response by showing love to Eminem than hating on him. But he was capitalizing on a lost society's MO. Hmm. The majority rules and the majority are selfish. Yeah. It's it's the it's the minority that are selfless. It's the the For smallest sure. percentage of us that look outside of ourselves for the benefit of others. It is the 
it is the majority of society that says it's uh, me against the world, right? Yeah. Like even even uh, Lil Wayne, he's got a song where he literally says, "I will pick the world up, and I'm gonna drop it on his fucking head." Fuck the world, and I'll get a child out of her. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a song. It's completely selfish. It's all about me getting what I need in order to feel fulfilled. Fuck everyone else. Fuck everyone else. Fuck anyone else. And dude, it'll. Uh, Tony Robbins, not a Christian, right? But he is like the nation's guru. The guy is amazing. Mm. And even he, non-Christian, says that you will never be fulfilled as a person, no matter how much money you have. You can have the most money. You can have the greatest marriage and family and kids, education, experiences in life, and da 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 You will never be fulfilled until you learn how to give. That's what he teaches. Yeah. You will never, ever, ever find true fulfillment until you learn how to give to someone else. It's all about love. It's all about being able to give. You should let me love you. Dude, to edit this podcast and put in all the songs. Yeah, I remember that song. To put in like all the Let little cameos that we've thrown in. the one who gives you everything <laughs> you want and need. It's just me. It's just me. I don't even understand. Good love and protection. I'm hearing the song in my head. Oh. I'm with you, brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Since we're laughing. What are did the you, one? Oh my god! You can tell a joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what is it? Fuck it. <laughs> what did what did the one saggy boob say to the other saggy boob? <laughs> Stop hanging around. Nope. If we don't get some support, people will think that we're balls. <laughs> 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 Why are we still recording? Oh. Yeah, that was funny. It kind of was. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Oh, God. All right. Well, this this has been unreal. You know, I can't imagine recording with you in real time all the time. No. It would be dope. <laughs> Although this might be a shit episode, I don't no, know. This will not be a shit episode. This episode, he's will, claiming it, should be called uh, episode twenty-two. <laughs> um, we skipped one. <laughs> That's the title. We skipped one. <laughs> we didn't technically skip one. We did though. We legit recorded a whole hour and something. That we did not post. We can't post it. Yeah, we probably shouldn't. No. Episode 22. Because 21 was unpostable. (laughs) We'll figure it out. (laughs) And we're going to make you wait a week, so. No, we don't have to make them wait a week. We can bring this out on a random Tuesday. Tuesday, dude. It's going up. All right. We'll see how it goes. All right, Sean Dizzle in the flesh. Tomorrow I'm driving. Well, I'm not driving because it's, what time is it? It's (sighs) 2.18. I'm not driving first. That's all I'm saying. In the morning. Love you a long time, but you're going to drive and I'm going to sleep. And then we'll trade off halfway. I took tomorrow off so I didn't have to give. 40% 40% to the company <laughs> and have them pay me 100% Which to the Which they should respect. You know what? I, I should have just kept the day because Friday I took a half a day 
and I worked half of that second half of the day. I should have only used two hours of vacation instead of four. Mm. So they owe you. Technically. Hmm. They'll pay me in another way. <laughs> Salary, baby. That's how we do it. Bitches. America. So, uh, yeah, it's been real. So check us out. Uh, are, are we done? You want another joke? I'm done. You're done? You need to go to bed? Do you have a good joke? Uh, no. <laughs> then we're done. <laughs> My my brain is like you cut were like, off right now. Uh. <laughs> yeah, my brain is cut off right now. Well, that being said, I still got like half a glass of Maker's Mark. Two gay guys walk into a bar. Oh boy! I'm just kidding. We're I don't, doing this? No, I don't have jokes. Okay, good. <laughs> Especially not that one. I have one, and it's very gay and horrible, and I will not That's, share it on no, this podcast. That is not a good one to share. <clears throat> Can I share my one joke? About uh, the man drinking beer when he gets home? Just, yeah. Yep. Do it. Can I try it? Do it. I think I can do it. All right. That's what he said. (laughs) All right. We're going to end. I think I'm going to bomb, but I'll try it. So a man gets home from work, says to the wife, quick, give me a beer before it starts. She runs, gives him a beer. He chugs it down. Says, quick, give me another beer before it starts. <laughs> she goes, grabs him another beer. He chugs it down. He looks at her a third time. Says, quick, give me a beer before it starts. She said, now listen to, listen here, you little cunt. You can't come home barking all these orders. And then he says, ah, oh, fuck me, it started. <laughs> I've heard that four times doesn't get old (laughs) marriage is honorable and the bed is undefiled there we go i think we should hit it right yep thanks for listening it's been real uh this is our first podcast together in the same room dual mics we're not sharing a microphone it's dual mics no we're not that gay yeah and uh got it all together so episode 22 in the books Boom. Salute. Peace. Peace.